What's up, everybody? Nick Stevens, a.k.a. your old pal Fitzy here, and we'd like to welcome you to this very special edition of Pint Club, where we talk about some of our favorite beers making their way through the Commonwealth and all around the wide world of New England. Happy to be joined today on the telephone by my buddy Christian McMahon. He is, of course, the president of Wachusett Brewing Company. What's up, Christian? How you doing? Fitzy, how are you? Hey, I should say cheers to you, man. How's your quarantine? Uh, well, you're about to hear. Hold on. I can't, I can't, uh, talk about beer without having one. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> that's right. my Wait, favorite sound. All right. Now I'm ready. Hey, who says the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup? It's another chance to grab a cold beer, right? Well, they, like they say, you know, you, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> that's right. Morning, noon, or night, grabbing a cold beer is always all right. So, uh, what are you enjoying right now, by the way? I'm enjoying our new Glory IPA, of course. Uh, that is product placement terrific. Well done, my man. I, <laughs> listen, I've been celebrating the brand for a long time. I've been a Wachusett fan long before we had a chance to meet up and I could sample the Glory or we could talk about what we're doing today. Uh, I've been a fan, much like most people. I think my first exposure to Wachusett Brewing was, of course, the great Blueberry Ale, which is just uh, omnipresent everywhere that summer can be found in New England. And then I graduated to... Wally and Wally Juice uh, may or may not have had a couple Big Bad Larrys uh, clocking in at 8.5% in my lifetime. Nice. Yeah, you guys, listen, you guys earn your stripes in a very competitive and crowded New England craft beer scene. You guys are one of the OGs and have been around doing this for a long time. How old is Wachusett Brewery? So it is amazing. We just actually celebrated our 25-year uh, anniversary this past fall. and uh, oh, Happy birthday. It, uh, for a present, I got you, uh, me, drinking a six-pack of your beer tonight. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, it literally was just three college buddies from WPI that were all engineers and just they loved traveling uh, northern New England and had some of the early, early New England craft beers like Geary's um, up in Maine and uh, – some others and they just said we should do this and uh you know one that they started on the farm in westminster where we still are today on the uh one of the founder ned is dad's farm and within a week they uh drained all the well water so the dad kicked them out and uh they actually moved down to the location where we still brew today and you know 25 years later now we're one of the you know 50 biggest craft breweries in the country and it just all started on a farm here in you know Westminster Massachusetts see to me that's that's the key right there uh people celebrate farm to table these days i celebrate farm to tap line that's the way you do it <laughs> As long as you don't uh, have a dry shower for your parents, otherwise you get in trouble. <laughs> so how do you guys, as one of the 50 biggest craft breweries in America, how do you guys maintain the standard of excellence which you have set and at the same time meet the demand that you have considering that I know you guys contract brew and also produce so many different beers that I can find in New England and basically everywhere good beer is sold around the East Coast? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, there's a lot of misperceptions as a brewery grows, like, you know, oh, well, you're not as, it's not as good as it used to be when it was, you know, so small or tiny. And really, the the more you grow, the better your quality gets, the more people you can hire. You know, we have a state of an art lab now that's manned by three people. We, you know, have added more brewers and more cellarmen and, you know, able to buy better equipment. And, you know, in some ways, you know, the more you grow, the more you can afford to make better beer. If you're so small and there's something might be wrong with the beer, you know, you can't dump that, that, that batch. It might be too important to you where, 
here, you know, the one thing we've always said is, you know, quality is always at the top of our list of what matters. And, you know, everyone's got different tastes and what they like in different beers, and that's great. Um, but I think the one thing we take pride in is that, you know, our consistency of that watch use of beer, what we wanted to brew and how we wanted to brew it is in every single can, bottle, or pint that you have. And if we can continue to do that, then I think, you know, business takes care of itself. Yeah, uh, it's it's got to be difficult, especially considering, like I said, it can be so competitive. But at the same time, there seems to be this uh, alliance and this brotherhood amongst all the breweries in what I believe to be the true hotbed of great craft beer brewing in America, which is New England now. I mean, the, you know, I, I don't see anything. I don't see a Florida style IPA. I don't see a Midwest style <laughs> IPA. Everyone loves the New England style IPA these days. Yeah, it is. Uh, you, you certainly don't see toilet paper companies getting together to uh, <laughs> to partner or uh, any other category. Like, right. There's really nothing like craft brewing. You know, we've done partnerships with local breweries around us, like Wormtown and Greater Good and Stone Cow. And you know, people like you know the brewers are. We're all fans of each other. We all get together. We drink each other's beers. And if there's an opportunity to do some cool things together, then we do it. And um, and you really take a step back and think about every other industry that just does not exist. And uh, not that I, I think a toilet paper collaboration would be all that exciting, but uh, certainly when we collaborate with other breweries or even we did a, a collaboration with a distillery in Dublin um, a couple months ago, you know, people get really excited about that. And I think that's, you know, one thing that's just so great about this business that other businesses don't compare. Uh, Christian, you talk about being helpful and collaborative and supporting each other, especially in a time of need, which I want to hit on in just a moment. But I want to talk about, first, the genesis of this beer, of course, that we're talking about today. This is your new IPA, uh, Glory, from Wachusett Brewing. I have uh, five different favorite kinds of beers. Those would be my first one, my next one, a cold one, a free one, and then a well-balanced IPA. Now, uh, I had a chance to sample this before we had a chance to sit down and talk today. And I got to tell you, for somebody who has drank and enjoys every kind of IPA, I mean, I, I to borrow from Office Space, I celebrate the entire catalog. I like a good <laughs> West Coast. I like a good traditional. I've enjoyed old country, more bitter style. And, of course, I like the juicy, uh, frothy, very full New England style ones. What I liked about the Glory IPA was I got all the flavors, the fruity notes, a little bit of the bitterness, some nice malts. Uh, and it satisfied that IPA quotient, but I didn't feel like I also just chased my beer with a box of pancake batter. And uh, <laughs> I felt like I could have a couple more, it's sort of that sessionable, crushable vibe. What went into making the Glory IPA? Yeah, so I love that that uh, that response. I think for us, you know, we were fortunate. You know, for years, everyone, as you kind of let off, everyone knew us for Blueberry. Everyone knows us for, you know, our funny sports beers. Right. Um, and it wasn't really to three years ago when we launched the Wally series. And Wally be- really became the first available New England IPA at retail because so much of it was only sold at local breweries that people really saw us for being a great IPA producer. Of and, course. And it's iconic, too, because you named it after the Green Monster. And it's so you got your ties to baseball and Fenway and everything. So, you know, people think Fenway, you know, Wally naturally comes up. You tied it into a beloved character who sometimes looks like he may have had three or four IPAs by the time he takes the field. That's actually an urban myth. It was actually not named after Wally and the Green Monster. It was actually when we were developing the beer, um, our founder, Ned, had just bought an Airstream. 
and it was sitting in the back and we nicknamed the product after that and we we researched it because um, we love what the Airstream stood for, kind of American quality, mm-hmm. you know, just timeless. And the guy that invented the Airstream was named Wally Byam. And if you go to our brew yards, um, all of our bars are Airstream bars. That's right. So it was actually named after Wally Byam, the inventor of the Airstream uh, RV. And my Wachusett glass, which I insisted on having my glory in yesterday, and I drink all my Wachusett beers in, has a picture of that iconic Airstream on it. How about this? I had no idea we were going to do a little The More You Know in the middle of talking about this great new beer that you launched. I love that you can learn something new. See, that's what's great about every new day. It's a chance to learn something new and enjoy another beer. Yeah, so, and that's where we were. So Wally's been great. Wally Juice, we launched a double IPA called Sir Walter, which was nicknamed because it was Wally's dad. And, you know, we've had an amazing three years um, producing those beers. And I think as, you know, especially that IPA consumer is always looking for something new and on the horizon. Absolutely. We wanted to say, you know, what is that that follow-up to, to Wally? And we've done some cool beers. Mass Soul, uh, which is more of a tropical IPA. We just launched a double version of that major Mass Soul. Um but for the last six months, we wanted to kind of find that air, that next beer that can kind of react to the market um, in a different way. So we, when you have the brew yards, it's been great because they serve as a test kitchen. Mm-hmm. And our brewers can brew small batches of different IPAs, and um, we can test them and get feedback. And we, we did a couple, and they, they were doing okay, but nothing that blew the socks off. And it was actually funny. The, this is our scientific approach. One late night, I was probably uh, too many muscles into my uh, channel, my uh, web surfing, and I sent the brewers a recipe that I liked um, that I saw, which was a, a different hop bill combination. And I kind of forgot about it or didn't remember that I sent it to them. And I went away. I was traveling for a week or two, and I came back, and they said, hey, we have that beer ready, you asshole. I'm like, what beer? And it was a beer we put on tap called IPAX. Yeah, and what number is this? Oh, God. Hey, listen, by the way, this is a judgment-free zone. You don't have to apologize for having a couple too many of your own delicious double IPA here. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know how many we actually did because we we had them all in the the code names. This was the only IPA X that we had put on. And uh, the response was immediate where we were getting calls and people asking us about it. It's a... uh, to, to your explanation, it's just this really approachable IPA at only 5.5% ABV. Um, it features, uh, it's double dry hopped with three really outstanding hops, Galaxy, Citra, and Azaka. And, um, you know, those hops, I don't know if everyone knows, but Azaka is this really cool hop. It actually is, uh, it's, its origination is in Japan, actually. Really? Um yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, it's named after the Haitian god of agriculture or something like that. Wow. And uh, it's, just, it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of breweries have featured it, and uh, we just really wanted to use it in this beer. And then Galaxy is an Australian hop. Um, I think it originally came from a strain in Germany. And then Citra, everyone knows. Um, probably one of the most sought-after IPA hops in the world, which is made in Washington. So right. it's, it's really a, a melting up, pot. Up in the Yakima Valley, which is where most of the hops come from, correct? Correct. Yes. And, so Citra is uh, like the hop all-star. Galaxy is great. You can feature it in its in its own, but it pairs beautifully with Citra. And then on top of it all, uh, the the Azaka one. You know, Azaka is like it's like a backbone hop. It seems so. You know, if you're if you're a beer geek, it's like it's a great supporting actor. But if you make it the star of the movie, it's not necessarily like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have any leading roles or have any vehicles tailored to it. But it's a great supporting character. 
that's exactly right. It's really good in like the late and dry hop additions. Um, right. And it really adds a unique tone and fruit tone and variety, you know, kind of citrus tropical variety. Um, so the three of them really worked well together and we tasted it and it just tasted different than anything we had really made before. And, you know, there's a, a well-known uh, beer rating app called untapped and, you know, we've, we probably have 45 to 50 beers on there and this immediately shot up to the top five and wow. was our highest ranking IPA uh, over Wally and, and any of the beers in the Wally series that we've, we've done. And we just felt like we found it and this was, this was the one. And, you know, lo and behold, here comes um, obviously COVID-19 and the coronavirus, and it really put a stop on launching new brands. And, you know, everyone was doing what we call pantry loading, where they're buying the brands they know and really just stocking up on them in bulk. And, you know, we, you know, from we heard from distributors and retailers just like slow down on launching anything new right now. We're not taking in anything new. We're just trying to get get stuff in the store and survive. Yeah. Christian, when I and went so, to, when I made a run a couple of weeks ago, uh, I told the fellow at my local packy as I was getting a selection of uh, some light stuff and some good IPAs for me and the missus, I came in and he says, I said, yeah, I got to make a, a run for uh, a two week supply. And he said to me, he's like, I swear, this is the third time in the last week you've told me you had to make another two week supply run. Right, right, right. So, uh, so we're actually we we're going to uh, delay the launch six months or maybe even a year, and then um, we started having a conversation with our local central Massachusetts distributor, Atlas Distributing, who covers right. all of Worcester County, mm-hmm. parts of Middlesex, parts of Norfolk County, all you know, all along the 495 belt out through Sturbridge, and we said, let's let's think about this, and why don't we become the first COVID-19 fundraising beer in the market? and launch it with that as, as its purpose. And we immediately got in touch with the United Way and asked what they were doing, and we talked to three different chapters that were in the community, and we decided to move forward with the launch and now dedicate a dollar of every six-pack sold will go to these COVID-19 relief funds that the United Way is a part of. See, this is just awesome because people always say, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And I say, when life gives you lemons, make a shandy and enjoy yourself. And what you, <laughs> what you guys have done is taken uh, much akin to a lot of movies being delayed uh, in release and other products having to be shelved during this time of duress in the pandemic, that you guys have found a way to take something which was going to be a positive because here's one of uh, the most beloved breweries in New England coming out with a new sessionable IPA for the summer. You guys, instead of having to shelve the entire project, have been able to go ahead with the release and do something that we thought was nearly impossible. You've given us another reason to want to reach for an ice-cold, delicious IPA. Most of us don't need another reason to grab one, Christian. We'll do it anyways because we love it. But now you've given us a cause to celebrate behind it, which I think is noble, is very welcome, and incredibly generous of you guys. Yeah, we, we like to say the only thing better than drinking a good beer is drinking a good beer for, for a cause. And I think, uh, again, you know, if through these kind of times of adversity, if you can find a way to do a little good um, and help the people who need it the most, you know, why not do it? And, you know, if uh, I hope we, you know, we've made, you know, uh, initial starting batch and, and canned it all, obviously, because we, we don't need kegs right now. Um, but uh, uh, speak, speak for yourself, hope, friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but we actually, based on the initial response we already got, our, our brewers rushed another batch, and we brewed another batch just yesterday because we just have a feeling that this this brand might 
might uh, hit a tone. You should come out and brew a batch, actually, with us. Oh, we'll get you in there. I would absolutely. Once once the social distancing measures are out of place and we can get together, A, let's enjoy a couple of cold ones in proximity, and B, I would love to do a collaborative brew with you guys. Uh, it, well, it, you, it's you great. You have to pass the test. I have to pass the test? I was yeah. told there would be no math. All right. So you want me to give you the one question I ask everyone who works in the brew house? Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So, All right. You're being dropped off at a deserted island. Mm-hmm. Pick the, the mixed six-pack that you would want with you. A mixed six that I would want with me? Yep. The only six beers you could take with you to the island. All right. And you can't, you can't say what you say because there's no sucking up in the interview process. Oh, man. So I have to mix a six-pack. Yep. This oh. Your six ultimate beers you would take with you. Okay. Uh, I will take a zero-gravity Green State Lager. I will take a Devil's Purse Handline Kolsch. I'll take a Jack's Abbey House Lager. And then on the other IPA-centric side of the equation, I will take an Alchemist Focal Banger. I will take a Hill Farmstead Susan. And then you can give me a Treehouse Haze. Very good. Nice diversity in styles. That's an excellent answer. Probably one of the best answers. Not the best answer. I have the best answer story, I have to tell you. But that's a really good set of beers. Because what I like to do, see, and this is why this is why Glory hit me right in the sweet spot, because coming in at 5.5% with that nice hot balance, but still, like I said, not so full that it's like, oh, I just enjoyed a beer and a muffin at the same time. I was exactly. able to enjoy last night when I had it. I had one on its own just to enjoy at the end of the workday, and then I had another one with pizza, and it paired perfectly. And that's what I usually like to do. Some guys like to just go IPA all day. I like to usually have a, you know one or, one or two just to ease the pain because we're working, we're homeschooling, we're quarantining. And then I'll usually have like a, a crisp lager with my dinner with a burger or pizza, et cetera. And this I was able to sort of like split the difference between the two, which I loved. Right, and that's why we really describe it as like an approachable modern expression of IPA that's just, it's got a really easy way to get in. It's soft. There's not a lot of bitterness units in it, but mm-hmm. it's just got that great hop character from the, the double dry hopping and you know, kind of flavors that we think of like a little mango, a little yeah. pineapple and pear, just really soft and kind of silky body. Yeah, Christian, um, I, Christian, I live in New England and I've got in-laws and I work in sports radio. There's enough bitterness in my life already, okay? <laughs> so the best answer I got when I was, I was asking, it was uh, for a Selleman role. And this guy was, he, he'd been in the industry a long time, really okay. intense brewer. And he named like five just crazy esoteric beers that I'd be- rarely heard of. And I'm like, all right, so what's your last? And he's like, St. Pauli girl. Oh. And I'm like, what? St. Pauli girl? And he goes, well, if I'm going to be on an island by myself, I need a little something to look at. So, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, that's the most authentic answer I've ever gotten in, in, when, I, when I asked this question. You know, and it's funny you say that. If 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 the other answer was you can pick a six pack of a beer, but it can't be a Wachusett, and you can only have a six of the same beer, you know, I would probably go with I think everyone's favorite collegiate uh, summertime cookout or uh, non hard seltzer uh, tailgate beer. The same one that the beer advocate guys told me in an interview a few years ago, they reach for when they're not drinking all these world class, you know, triples and farmhouses, saisons and double IPAs. Uh, I'd go Gansett. Oh, well, there you go. And keep it in New England, so you can't go wrong there. Oh, you always, always, always keep it in the family. You always stay within the five and a half states. Well, that's going to be your challenge. So once we're unquarantined, so obviously we are going to have a hole in our uh, 
New England sports beers because obviously with goat milk stout uh, being one of them, we're going to have to probably move on from that or at least bring it back uh, once uh, he's done playing for another team. So we might need your help to come up with the next Patriot-themed, football-themed New England beer. Maybe I can meet you at your new space that you guys are going to finish opening up after the quarantine is over at the old John Harvard space in Cambridge. I'll meet you at that new Wachusett, and we'll do a sour. We'll do Stidham Sour, depending on how the 2020 season goes for the Pats. (laughs) Depending on how that goes, a sour beer, which that facility will be producing, could be the perfect perfect combination uh, with however the fortunes of our team uh, go but uh we're obviously all hoping for the best exactly uh christian where can people find this beer uh we're talking just uh packies and markets is this a brewery exclusive no so this is um started shipping out yesterday uh to retail locations all through massachusetts um it's at the brewery in westminster but it'll all start hitting stores um you can go to our website watchusetbrew.com there's going to be a product locator so as it starts getting in stores we'll you'll be able to geo see which ones are closest to you. Obviously, it'll take a, a few days to get going. But, you know, the reaction from stores, once they hear what it's all about, it's been great. Almost sounds like anyone has said no. Um, so we're hoping, you know, in the weeks ahead that we can get in every single package store, grocery store, you know, convenience store, any place that sells beer will be selling glory. And everyone can uh, go out and get some and, and drink a great beer for a great cause. All right. So for those of you who want to dream of the days of summer and hopefully sports to come or just kick back, chillax and enjoy yourself a really well-made, balanced, quality, structured and sessionable, crushable New England IPA. Make sure you either make your way out to the Wachusett Brewery or visit your local pack your market and pick up a six pack of glory clocking in at a very pleasant but still necessary five and a half percent and of course a dollar from every six pack will benefit united way covid19 funds across central massachusetts communities christian you have done your job and you have also served the community well thank you my friend it's been a pleasure talking to you on the pint club today same 50 appreciate everything you're doing cheers brother